Hello, everyone. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 19 of my new podcast, Airing It Out, Files from Leahy's Locker Room. Hope you're doing great. John Leahy with you. Thanks so much for being with us. And uh, I certainly hope that uh, you had an opportunity to tune in last week. Boy, what a great uh, time we had with uh, Bernie Corbett, uh, the longtime radio voice of the Boston University Terriers. And, uh, you know, as I said last week, Bernie's a guy I can talk to for hours and hours upon end and uh, just be amazed at the content that uh, we share. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to uh, the uh, talk I had with Bernie last week, please feel free to do so. It's uh, it's in the archive and uh, you can uh, tune in anytime you like. We have uh, an episode today where we're going to talk about sort of some behind the scenes stuff uh, involving a board operation and uh, how I go about uh, board opping my hockey games and uh, we'll have some thoughts about how to do it for baseball as well and we'll talk a little bit about the differences between board opping in radio and uh, internet only so there's uh, a lot of cool stuff uh, that goes on behind the scenes that uh, maybe sometimes our listeners aren't always aware of and so since I'm uh, sort of the jack of all trades for uh, doing the Merrimack hockey games uh, board opping and all I thought I'd uh, give some insight as to what goes on in that process. So uh, that's what we'll focus on in episode 19 of the podcast. So before we get started, as I always do, I'd like to remind our listeners that today's podcast is brought to you by Anchor, the number one podcasting app on the market today. With the Anchor app, it's so easy to make a great sounding podcast. And the best part, the Anchor app is free. The Anchor app contains creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or computer. Anchor takes care of distributing your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many more places where podcasts are heard. You can also make money with your podcast with no minimum listenership. Trust me, everything you need to make a great sounding podcast all in one place is with the Anchor app. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, so let's talk a little bit about board hopping and how important it is to a broadcast. And we'll start uh, by uh, just defining what a board op does. Uh, board op is short for board operator, <clears throat> and uh, uh, they are very, very important in terms of a behind-the-scenes work. Uh, the job of a board operator is to uh, play commercials and uh, possibly bumper music during the course of a broadcast. When uh, a live sports broadcast goes to a commercial break, that's the cue for the board op. Uh, to play the commercials, and uh, they are in uh, an order, uh, a specific order that the board op puts into place. Uh, with, uh, I'll give you just a couple of examples. During my radio broadcast with the Little Spinners, uh, uh, since we're working on a, a terrestrial radio station, we have board operator, uh, excuse me, board operators back at the station, and uh, they listen along to the broadcast back in the studio and. Uh, they listen for my cue uh, that we're going to a break, in the case of baseball, at the end of ha every half inning. And when the board operator hears that cue, that's their signal to uh, play the commercials. Usually uh, in a baseball game, it's about 90 seconds of breaks uh, between uh, the end of an inning to the beginning of the next. So uh, the board ops, uh, after time, uh, get to uh, be able to do this very smoothly, and uh, it, the transition is very easy. And uh, so in baseball, 
as I mentioned, I don't have to worry about board hopping because that's done back at the station. But as far as my uh, work with Merrimack College Hockey, we are an internet-only uh, endeavor or operation, if you will. And as a result of that, we don't have a board op back at the station that can uh, play the commercial. So that duty falls to me in addition to my play-by-play -play of the event. And uh, we'll talk a little bit now about kind of what goes into the process of board hopping for my hockey games. Uh, the, really, the process of board hopping starts for me in the uh, off-season. And as we start to get close uh, to the college hockey season in October, what I'll do uh, usually at the end of the summer, uh, you know, August or September, I will reach out uh, to the folks at Merrimack and I'll just uh, get a sense of where we are for the upcoming season in terms, in terms of the spots we need. I'll ask if... Uh, we have any new sponsors uh, that might have ads. And uh, I'll also coordinate with uh, Merrimack just to check and see if the ads that we've played in the past are still current. So uh, that is really the first step in getting the ball rolling. Uh, I will arrange and, and organize uh, the spots with the marketing department at Merrimack. Then uh, if we have new spots that we need to have, what I'll do is uh, I will request that any new spots be emailed to me via MP3. Uh, sometimes that involves talking to the college who may have copies of the spots we'll need. It could also involve reaching out to a particular sponsor. And uh, the sponsor could actually directly email the MP3. But in most cases, you know, Merrimack usually has the spots via MP3. And it's more or less a case of me checking in with them and uh, and asking them to email me the MP3s. But, you know, either way, as long as I have the audio files in MP3 format, that's all I need. I ask that they be emailed to me, and when they are, I will take those MP3 emailed spots and I will save it uh, to my computer, at which point I can uh, take the computer after it's saved and move it into my iTunes, which is uh, what I use. That's the primary vehicle for uh, playing the spots. Now, now, in terms of iTunes, uh, what the great thing about iTunes is that you can create your own specific playlist for anything you want. You know, uh, iTunes is used uh, quite commonly for music. And, you know, I have uh, many different playlists in my iTunes, like uh, rock and reggae and Irish music. And so, you know, for that, uh, iTunes is great. You can, uh, you can make your own custom-made playlist. Well, the same uh, can be said for doing your commercials. Now, the first thing you have to figure out is when in the broadcast do I need to have breaks? Okay, now in a typical college hockey game with Merrimack, we have a pregame, a pregame segment, which uh, involves three commercial breaks. What we do is we interview both of the coaches. We also have uh, pregame remarks when we first come on the air, but we have three uh, commercial breaks, which are sandwiched, kind of sandwiched around the coaches' interviews. So uh, I will make a playlist. I have a playlist in iTunes called First Intermission. Now, I also have to delineate between whether it's a TV broadcast and a non-TV broadcast. If we're just on the radio for the broadcast, I'll use my First Intermission No TV playlist. If it's a TV broadcast, then I'll use the First Intermission TV playlist. So all told, I have four uh, playlists for the First Intermission. Uh, we also do the same thing for the second intermission, same principle. Uh, so we need uh, three sets of breaks in the second intermission. So I set that up the same way. Second intermission, 
Uh, no TV, playlist one and two, and second intermission TV one and two. And then, of course, we have the post game, which we have. Uh, I have the option during the post game, a little bit of flexibility with the post game. I can either use one post game playlist or two, whether it's for radio or TV, either one. And uh, sometimes if I want to kind of stretch the broadcast out a little bit, I'll throw the second break in, but it's, it's totally at my discretion, as long as I get all the spots in. But uh, I'm sure the sponsors wouldn't mind having uh, their uh, spots read uh, multiple times. So, so during the postgame, I have at least one break, and uh, sometimes two, uh, depending on uh, what's going on with the postgame and, and if I feel the need to add one in. So you can create those specific playlists within iTunes for whenever breaks are needed. Uh, so what I do is I will write up a log in which I will be certain to get all the commercials into the rotation. And I'll, what I'll do is I'll just take the commercials that I have and I will insert them into playlists in iTunes. And uh, when it's very simple to do. Uh, when, you are, when you see a commercial in your... Uh, save list. Uh, with iTunes, uh, all you have to do is go to the commercial itself, and then you there's a set of dots you just click on, and it says add to playlist, and then you can just add it to whatever intermission playlist you want. So that's how I fill up the commercials uh, within iTunes to get them ready to go. Now, I uh, just talked a little bit about what my playlists are for hockey, and they are uh, constructed based, as I said, on the breaks that you'll need. Once the commercials have been placed in all the appropriate uh, playlists, at that point I can add uh, what's called pro a promo, or I can also add uh, bumper music uh, to each particular playlist. And I'll give you an example of uh, what a uh, what a promo is. We had uh, uh, the voice of uh, the NHL and NBC, uh, Mike Emmerich, uh, do a uh, play uh, promo for us this past year, and I'll play it for you here. And uh, this is an example of a promo. Hi, Mike Hamrick of the NHL on NBC. You're listening to Merrimack College Men's Hockey on the Merrimack Radio Sports Network. Okay, so that's a promo, and what I usually do with that is I will add the uh, promo at the end of our commercial. So as soon as the last uh, commercial has run then I will uh, add that promo uh, to the end. And uh, there's another example. I'll give you another example of a promo uh, that uh, we have added uh, to Merrimack Hockey. Uh, we've, uh, I've also I've been trying to raise awareness for mitochondrial disease. And uh, I had uh, some of the broadcasters in Hockey East uh, provide their... Uh, uh, version of the spot. So this is not, this is another example of a promo that I use on the broadcast. Mitochondrial disease is a rare multi-symptom disease characterized by breakdowns in the mitochondria, which are specialized compartments that are present in every cell of the body except red blood cells and are responsible for creating more than 90% of the energy needed by the body to sustain life and support growth. A disease most commonly associated with children, currently there is no cure, just management of symptoms. Hugs for Mito Inc. is mitochondrial disease and rare disease advocacy, awareness, and fundraising for research trials and hopefully a cure. To learn more, please visit hugsformito.org. 
All right, so that's an example of uh, another promo that we use. Thanks to Mike Murphy of UNH for uh, uh, his help with that. And so I'll add that, those in at the, at the end of the commercials, and then we'll play uh, what's known as bumper music, which kind of leads us back uh, to the live broadcast. And uh, you, I, what I do is I go through my library, and I look for songs that are appropriate for uh, adding uh, to the end of the commercial rotation. It's very important with bumper music, you always want to choose songs that have a musical intro of a couple of seconds. And, uh, you know, I, should, I think it should be at least five to ten seconds of a musical intro. And uh, you can let that play and then fade the volume down to go back to the live broadcast. So here's an example of a, a great song, uh, one of the great songs that I use uh, for uh, bumper music. And I'm only going to play a couple of seconds at the beginning and, and you'll see what I mean. So did you hear that uh, musical intro? It, it, just a couple of seconds uh, just to uh, set the scene. And then uh, what I will do uh, once uh, the musical intro is done, then I will fade the music down with the volume control on my iPod. And uh, then we'll go back live. So, uh, you know, it, it, you're really juggling a lot of balls. There's a lot of moving parts. But uh, the more you do it, uh, the smoother you wind up getting. So, um Again, we talked about the playlist, uh, pregame, intermission, postgame. The, the time of the playlist, uh, you know, it's usually two, and, two to two and a half minutes uh, for the pregame for each break, two to two and a half minutes for the intermission, and then about three minutes uh, for the postgame. Uh, the, there's a little bit of a difference between uh, radio board hopping and TV board hopping for me. Uh, with non-TV games, the games that were only on the radio, the action is a continuous stream, meaning we don't have to take any in-game breaks uh, for television. Sometimes we have uh, ice maintenance that happens, you know, either halfway through a period or at designated times. But, you know, if we're not going to a TV break, we'll keep it live uh, at the uh, site and we'll read, uh, you know, some uh, uh, announcements. Uh, we'll thank some sponsors live in the arena. We'll, we'll do some uh, Merrimack-specific sponsors, sponsored reads when we keep it live, but uh, there's no breaking for, for TV. The TV games, uh, you have those TV breaks. Uh, they're usually 60 seconds long. They happen three times per period uh, at the 14, 10, and 6-minute marks. Once the clock passes uh, those uh, marks, the clock at the first stoppage, uh, the clock will uh, stop. They'll go to TV break, and we'll uh, go into our TV playlist, as long as it's not an icing you know, or reasons that the clock wouldn't have stopped. But uh, there are those three times per period, and I also add the promos and the music uh, for those breaks as well. Uh, the TV pregame playlists, when we're on TV, they're shorter because what I do is I, in order to set that up, I take some commercials from the uh, non-TV list and I move them over to the TV timeout playlist. So uh, during, the hockey, during the TV games uh, where we have intermissions, the, uh, the spots are shorter because we take them and move them into the TV timeout playlist. There are three TV timeout playlists uh, per period, for each period. All right, so uh, that's how we work those. Now, in the playoffs, it's a totally uh, different story. I have also overtime playlists, and these are specifically for the college hockey season uh, when overtime happens. So that would start 
during the Hockey East playoffs. During the regular season, overtimes are only five minutes. So we keep the broadcast live. We don't go to uh, any commercial breaks at that point. Uh, but in the playoffs, those overtime periods are treated exactly like a regular season period. So at the end of the third period in a playoff game, if the game is tied, they clear the ice and make ice as if it's just like a regular period. So I treat the overtime period just like a regular period. I have overtime playlists on my computer. You need two breaks uh, at the end of each overtime. You, you, in the playoffs, you never uh, go to a commercial break during a playoff overtime game because you don't want to miss a goal. And so at least that's from the uh, internet-only standpoint. So if we're in a playoff game uh, in overtime, uh, we don't break during the overtime. We have two breaks uh, at the end of the overtime, similar to regular season in that they're about two and a half to three minutes long. You know, so, uh, for example, when the, uh, when the third period ends of a playoff game or a tie, we'll go to a commercial break. We'll play break one. We will come back. We'll have an interview segment. Uh, and then when the interview segment is over, uh, we will go to the second break, play that break. And when we come back from that break, uh, then we'll go back to uh, getting ready for the second overtime. And again, that, uh, that's just like the regular season in terms of uh, how, we, uh, how I approach it. And uh, so you have uh, two overtime breaks prepared. Now I have five overtime playlists on my computer. Uh, the chances of a college hockey game going into a five-overtime uh, session is pretty rare. In fact, I've only seen it happen once in the uh, UMass-Notre Dame game uh, several years ago. But uh, if a game does go over five overtimes, then I'll just go back and recycle, go back to the first playlist. If, it's, if we're going to the sixth overtime, then I'll go back to playlist one, and we'll just keep uh, rotating uh, and uh, playing in order. So uh, after I've organized the commercials... Uh, what happens that next is I sync uh, my iPod to my computer. I get the commercials ready at home. Uh, usually on a Thursday, I'll work on commercials uh, for the weekend. And uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll just sync my iPod to my computer. And uh, I, I play the uh, spots off of my iPod. I like to have a portable device um, to bring to the game site. Now, you say, well, why couldn't you just play the spots right off your computer? Why take that extra step? Well, I use my computer for various different things during the game. The, the computer is where I stream the game off of through OBS. And uh, I also have my software, Broadcaster's Edge, on the computer as well. So I got a couple of different things going on with the computer. And just to kind of make things easier, I put it on the portable device uh, so I can play them right off the iPod. And, uh, you know, it's just a case of connecting the iPod to the mixer. And then you'll have uh, the iPod ready to go to play the spots. Uh, I always bring a backup unit with me. I have two uh, iPods that I have. I have a pri the primary one that I use. And then I have, I have a backup iPod, which has the same content on it. And, uh, you know, I, I always like to be prepared in case of, God forbid something happens and I lose everything on the iPod. I have a backup for whatever reason. And, you know, during the game, you can't, uh, you can't always, uh, you don't always have the time to fix uh, technical problems of that nature. So uh, I've never had a problem, knock on wood, with any technical issues with the iPod, but I always bring them back up just in case. Another important thing to remember is when you're running the commercials, and when I run the commercials off of the iPod, it's very, very important 
to check before the game to make sure the shuffle feature on your iPod is turned off because you want to play these commercials in a specific order. And having the shuffle feature on is going to randomize the items in your playlist. And you don't want that. You want the uh, commercials to be played in a specific order. I want them to be played exactly the way they're listed on my computer. So if you have, if you accidentally leave the shuffle on, what's going to happen is you might have the uh, bumper music come up first or second, you know, in the uh, playlist. So you don't want that. So always make sure uh, before you go on the air, and this is part of my checks uh, before the game, always make sure the shuffle on your iPad is turned off. And you have to keep track, obviously, of the commercials and the dynamics between the commercials and coming back live. And one of the things you have to be aware of is you have to make volume adjustments ahead of time uh, to make it a seamless transition. Um, there are lots of balls to juggle. And uh, what I mean by that is, so when you get to the last commercial in your rotation and you know that the, uh, the promo and the uh, bumper music is coming up. Now you want to get ready with your volume control. Once, uh, I usually start really paying attention to that when uh, the promo is, is on. I know I got to be ready to turn the volume down. Then after the promo, the bumper song will come on. I'll give it a couple of seconds and then I'll pot the volume down on the iPod down to zero. And at that point, then I'll, I'll unmute the mics and then we're back live. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of things to be aware of, but uh, like I said, the more you do it, uh, the, the easier it becomes. Bumper music, like I said, uh, you, could, you should always choose songs with a musical intro. Uh, you can also adjust start times of the songs with an iTunes. So if you have, for example, if you have a song with a great musical intro, but there's a lot of extra fluff at the beginning, uh, you can go into iTunes and you can tell iTunes exactly at what point in the song you want it to start. So you can cut out, you know, the necessary fluff. I think there's a song called Money by Pink Floyd, which has, which starts the song with the sound of a cash register for like, you know, five or 10 seconds. So I want to cut that out. I want to get right to the music. So I'll go into iTunes and I'll go into the song. I think it, you go to options and uh, you can go and set the time that you want that song to start. So you can eliminate uh, some of the uh, extraneous stuff that you don't want on there. And uh, the other element uh, to, for example, the pregame that we work with is uh, coaches' interviews. You know, uh, we, we play the recorded interviews from the coach and we go straight to break. And uh, also, as I said, we use those in-game reads at opportune break. So we kind of... Uh, gauge our pregame around the coaches' interviews. Some are longer and some are shorter. By the way, that also dictates, you know, how long we can go in our opening comments, comments when we come on the air. You know, we interview the coaches before the game. And so when the interviews are over, we know exactly how long those interviews are going to be. You know, some coaches prefer to talk uh, longer than others. You take, uh, for example, in Hockey East, you got a guy like Jim Madigan in Northeastern who's uh, very expressive. Uh, you know, loves to uh, participate in the process and uh, loves to uh, give uh, long, expressive answers. You know, we've had uh, interviews with Jim that have gone about, you know, six, seven minutes, eight minutes perhaps. And you contrast that with a guy like Norm Bazan, who has somewhat of a different approach to interviews. He prefers giving, uh, you know, short, uh, to-the-point answers, a couple of sentences. 
And so you have to adjust. Uh, I think in that case, you just kind of adjust your style and with each individual coach based on their personality. But uh, my point of it all is that uh, when we come back, when we do the interviews, we know exactly uh, how long the interviews are. And Mike and I will know exactly how long we have to talk uh, to before we cut to break. Now, Merrimack head coach Scott Borick is another one of those guys who loves to uh, uh, be very expressive with his answers. Scott is a very easy guy to talk to. He's also a very easy guy to get six, seven, or eight minutes out of. I've done interviews with Scott in the pregame that have lasted 10 minutes long. And uh, again, that's just a function of his personality. And, and that's great. You know, my philosophy is whatever the coaches want to give me is what we'll work with. If we get four minutes of audio, so be it. If we get 10 minutes of audio, so be it. And we'll kind of uh, manipulate the broadcast around that. The spots are uh, uh, pretty much inflexible, but in terms of uh, coming back from commercial break, uh, that dictates how long Mike and I can talk. If we have uh, a very short interview with a coach, we can talk a little bit more. If we have a longer interview, then we have to cut it short. So those are kind of the, the points that I wanted to make about hockey and board hopping. And uh, there's another actual point that I want to touch on as well. It's, it's goal highlights. And, uh, you know, for goal highlights, you know, you can use recording software uh, to record your game, like Audition or Audacity. Uh, Audacity uh, is uh, free and it's a wonderful program to use. Adobe Audition is a little more expensive. I'm not sure if they even make it anymore, but... Uh, I don't usually use those during the course of a game because we record the games uh, through OBS. There's an option that we can record the game. So I don't usually do this. But, you know, if you weren't recording games in that fashion, uh, you could record your game through that software. And I'll, I'll explain kind of the, the process that I learned how to do it. And I want to give credit to Bob Ellis, who's the radio voice of uh, UMass Lowell Hockey. And uh, Bob kind of tipped me off to uh, this process of how he does it. I believe Bob uses Adobe Audition. But uh, for hockey, what you want to do is open up three separate windows in your recording software program. And uh, each window will represent a period. So you'll have three windows for three specific periods. And then when a goal is scored, you know, you want to take note of when that goal was scored. You, you want to mark at some uh, fashion how the goal, uh, when a goal was scored. And uh, usually you can tell by the waveform, if you go back and look at it, your voice tends to rise you know, in uh, in a goal call. So you'll see the waveform uh, peaking a little bit. So you can find uh, the piece easily, either by marking it or checking for that waveform. And then you play the highlights during the post game, obviously, and you can just go back to that area and uh, just click on it to play the goal. And again, uh, you would achieve that by either uh, marking the goal uh, or, you know, going back and looking for that waveform and then you just click on it and play the goal. So that's something that I've uh, wanted to get involved with for a while. So I'm constantly exploring uh, the best ways to do that. So uh, those uh, are incorporated into the post game. That's uh, during you know the post game, and uh, those uh, that is how you would go about doing that. And uh, so that that syncs up nicely uh, with the breaks. You know, you you have a break, you come back, you play the goal highlights. And then you go to another break uh, and uh, play it through iTunes. And uh, so that's a little bit about uh, how I go about uh, 
doing the board op for hockey. I'm going to touch on baseball in just a minute and give you some thoughts on how you might be able to board up your own baseball games. Before we get to that, I'm going to remind you one more time that today's podcast is brought to you by Anchor, the number one podcasting app on the market today with the Anchor app. It's so easy to make a great sounding podcast. And the best part, the Anchor app is free. The Anchor app contains creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or computer. Anchor takes care of distributing your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many more places where podcasts are heard. You can also make money with your podcast with no minimum listenership. Trust me, everything you need to make a great sounding podcast all in one place is with the Anchor app. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, we've talked about hockey, and I'll talk about now baseball and uh, some thoughts on how you could board up the game if you uh, are internet only and don't have a uh, board up back at the station. Uh, really, doing uh, board hopping for baseball is very similar to hockey. It's really the same principle. Again, you want to determine uh, when you need to take breaks. So depending on your pregame show, you might have two or three breaks there. You know, uh, depending on how you structure the pregame, whether you have a, a manager show, you can go down and talk to the manager before the game. You can incorporate that into your pregame. Uh, you can also uh, have a break for previewing the action. It's, it's totally individual. Uh, when you're doing the game uh, on, uh, on internet only, you know, it's really your own call. But you want to get the vital segments in on the pregame, determine uh, when you need to take breaks, and then create playlists, just like you did for hockey. So, for example, in baseball, once the game starts, you're going to need a playlist for middle of the first inning. You're going to need a playlist for end of the first, and then middle and end all the way to the end. And... Uh, you know, if you wanted to get ambitious, you could also create an extra inning playlist. You know, you could have a 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th inning, whatever. And uh, so you want to make sure you set those up. Uh, post game, you know, you, obviously it's a little different than hockey. And that, you know, perhaps in the post game for baseball, you could select a play of the game. And for that, you need you need only one recording window open if you're recording with Audacity or whatever. Uh, in hockey, you'd have three windows open, one for each period. But for baseball, you only need one recording window open. You could have uh, one recording window for the whole game. And when a nice play happens, just make sure you mark it down. You know, and uh, mark where your play is, and then you can go directly to it in the post game. And, you know, the pace of baseball is so slow that, uh, you know, it can give you uh, a better opportunity uh, to go back and mark those plays. Hockey, uh, marking plays is extremely difficult because there's so much going on and the action is so fast. But baseball kind of gives you that little bit of leeway. Another thing I did uh, when I worked in Kalamazoo and I was uh, doing the games on, inter on internet only, I set up a playlist um, called Baseball Rain Delay Playlist. And when we would go into a rain delay, uh, you know, anybody who's done baseball knows that in rain delays, you know, if you're, uh, for example, if you work with a radio station, uh, a lot of times uh, they'll throw it right, you as a broadcaster will throw it right back to the uh, radio station and uh, they'll handle things uh, during the rain delay back at the station, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, the uh, personality back at the station uh, taking it or whether they play uh, music as what WCAP does during Spinner's games. Uh, they, they go to... Uh, a feature called Beatles and Beyond, and they uh, 
play music until the delay is over, and I'll you know I'll communicate with the board op back at the station. But uh, if you're doing uh, games on your own and uh, you don't have the board op back at the station, you can create what's called a baseball rain delay playlist again through iTunes. And what that involves is just songs about rain, you know, just to pass the time. And uh, you know, if you have a long playlist. You know, you can stretch it out for as as long as you need. Here's an example of uh, a baseball rain delay song on the playlist. That, of course, was Have You Ever Seen the Rain by Creedence Clearwater Revival. But you get the idea. Every song in that playlist uh, has to do with rain. So in those situations, I would just, you know, put the rain delay on shuffle and just let the songs play. Also, you can record an announcement, a rain delay announcement, and add it to your iTunes playlist, you know, um, just to update your audience as to what's going on. Hey, you know, you're listening to... Kalamazoo Kings baseball. We're currently in a rain delay, and uh, we will return to live action as soon as possible. And then you can play that message, and then go back to playing your your baseball rain delay songs. And uh, so that came in very handy. And it's always an option, you know, to uh, kind of make the time uh, uh, move along better during rain delays, which sometimes, as you know. Uh, can be agonizingly fast, uh, excuse me, ag agonizingly slow as you wait for the uh, for the uh, rain to stop and resume play. So I hope I've given you uh, some uh, thoughts about uh, how board hopping uh, occurs. It is uh, a very, it sounds like a very complicated process. And if you've ever seen me at a Merrimack game, uh, you see that I, I very rarely have time to breathe because between calling the game and doing play-by-play -play and then uh, coordinating and organizing the breaks and uh, just keeping track of all the little details, uh, you know, it's not easy, but uh, it's something that I've learned to kind of get pretty good at uh, over the course of the years. So uh, that's my talk today on uh, board hopping, and uh, I hope this is giving you a little bit of uh, insight as to what goes on in this uh, certainly very critical part of the broadcast, uh, a function that I think uh, a lot of people uh, really kind of take for granted. And I hope uh, listening to this, you kind of get a better sense of uh, how that all comes together. So I want to thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with episode 20 next week here on the podcast, airing it out, Files from Leahy's Locker Room. Thank you again, everyone, for tuning in, and have a great day.